Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. These three have come after turnovers. There's another one, and Fiala's shot knocked down by Ristolainen in front. Seems like Fiala's around a lot of those turnovers, too, doesn't it? Here's Brodina's shot. Score! Not sure if it deflected, but Hart couldn't get it. And for the first time tonight, the Minnesota Wild have the lead. It's 5-4. All right, Ray, I don't I don't want to make the people suffer, and I don't want to bore the people who are fed up with hockey or don't care about hockey. But I do, and I almost feel a civic responsibility, and I believe you share my point, mm-hmm. that you cannot let this horribleness escape unnoticed. Right. And that they need to be called, and not just they, by the way, I'm going to call the media on the carpet too, need to be called on the carpet because I I don't know, you've been doing this longer than I have. I've only lived in this town for 36 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen a franchise become so irrelevant. Even when the Sixers were horrible going through the process, people cared about and people talked about it. It was a debatable issue. Yeah, people talked about the process. Right. As low as the Phillies had gotten over some of those years, they were never invisible, irrelevant, just a total mock. And that's what you have now as the Flyers had another third period collapse. And people, you know, people say, why do you still bother to talk about the Flyers? And it's because I'm offended that one of our four major historic franchises with a proud history has a tendency that has evaporated. I showed you that picture earlier today of the crowd in that Minnesota game. Yeah. It was... they, they declared there were 13,000 people there. No way. There were 3,000 people there. It was, it was ridiculous. You can ignore it, and you can make a joke about it. The players themselves have obviously quit. Right. Um, the, co- or, the coach finally acknowledged that this week. Right. Or you can be infuriated about it, and I choose the latter. Okay. And it also really, it bothers me just how despicably bad they are. It also bothers me, and I, and I, and I got to call it out, that the Inquirer and the TV stations, they don't really cover it. They, you, get, you get this stupid, irrelevant game stories and quotes from the coach. Like, who cares the day after about, you know, the, the, the play-by-play of the second period, for God's sake? Right. Thank God for our friend Anthony Sanfilippo, who really does delve deep into the dead rot and the misguidedness, misguided priorities of this organization. Everybody else covers it like it's, oh, it's just another Thursday night game. And, yeah, by the way, the hockey editor for the Inquirer lives in 
Connecticut or Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. The editor doesn't even live in town. How in the world are they? How are they trying to cover a franchise with an editor who doesn't even live here? I know That's... you're an old newspaper guy. Do me a favor, back me up on. Oh, this. I've never heard of such a thing. I think it's outrageous. When I heard when I heard it, I thought it was when somebody told me that that was the case that the sports editor of the Inquirer lived in Boston. <laughs> I said, you're, you're kidding me, right? I mean, you really are kidding me, right? No, I'm not. Yeah. That's the sor- that is the sorry state. And I've, you know, I feel really bad for, I, listen, I spent my whole life with newspapers in Philadelphia. And I was proud to be part of it because it was a great industry and we did great work. Uh, and it makes me really sad when I see what it is today because it is pitiful. Yeah. Well, we're talking about two things. Yeah, no. Right. right. The hockey franchise is and the newspaper that and by the way, there are many talented people at that newspaper. We have them on as guests. We like them. I still I subscribe to it. But the guidance that you're allow that that this kind of hard you have a franchise this horrible and you have people writing like it's just a game story and never delving into it. Yeah, the, nobody nobody takes the, nobody looks at the bigger picture. Right. The bigger picture is the story. The Flyers did a town hall this last week, which by the way, good for them. At least they're you know they're they're starting to open it up a little bit, uh, and they invited season ticket holders to come and ask questions. Um, the, none of the none of the papers the media wasn't allowed. But I mentioned Anthony Sanfilippo, right, right. And, of uh, Snow the Goalie, and he did a smart thing. He asked season ticket holders, he "said Do me a favor when you go in, turn on your phone, record it, and I'll hear it." And he printed what the questions were. Right. Some of them were great. Some of them were a little irrelevant. Somebody was all upset about Kate Smith. Still, it's like. Let's move on from that. But but there were very direct questions. And the fan base is evaporating. The fan base that is left is and should be incredibly mad at what this team has become. And um, that's my two minutes of giving it attention. Well, Thank I think you. you did a good job. I, uh, that, that was my vent. No, no listen, that's, and everything you said is, is 100% correct. I can't challenge anything you said. Um, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about that very thing. I was thinking about the way they're covered, the way people don't talk about them. And what struck me was I, I thought, you know, if they, it's almost as if they're a minor league team mm-hmm. playing in a major league city. And, you know, you've got you know, the Sixers are a major league team, the Phillies are a major league team, the Eagles are a major league team. And the Flyers are a minor league team. Yeah. And they're being treated like a minor league team. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at it, they are a minor league team. They really are a minor league team playing in a major league building. And what's really appalling about it, and, and this is part of it, is you watch them now and, and you don't even feel like you're getting a good effort. I mean, we've seen. No, we've no, se- they've, they've quit. We've seen bad teams. Lord knows we've seen bad teams in this town. But for the most part, they're bad teams that at least have given you a good effort. This team isn't even doing that. No. Uh, and you look at what they are right now. I mean, they are they are really sad. I mean, the Edmonton game. There were a few more people at the Edmonton game because I think people yeah, kind of want to see the, they want to see McDavid. They want to yeah. see Connor McDavid, who's right. a superstar. And this and the and the Flyers hung with them for a while. And Carter Hart played his butt off. Yeah. But they wind up they can't score a goal and they wind up losing. Yeah, and then, know and then the other night against and then Thursday night against Minnesota, there's like nobody in the building. And they blow the lead, and they wind up losing the game. And whatever people were there, and I was watching at the end, whatever people were there, they were booing. I mean, there might have only been 3,000 people in the building, but <laughs> but every one of them was booing at yeah. the end. That's what the team has become. Yep. As I said, dead rot. That's what it is. All right. That, that, that was my event, and thank you for letting me do it. Let me get to Mike, and then we'll get to Patrick. Mike, you're on with Ray and Glenn. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. Good. So I just want to talk about um, Maxi. 
and his progress. I'm absolutely thrilled with how he's doing. Um, I would kind of put him in there with Devin Booker um, because they both went to Kentucky, and they really weren't expected to ever develop into what they are. Um, and I really think hmm. that the sky's the limit for this kid. He can really develop into um, one of the greats. And when I say that, I, I really mean it because I'm not just saying it as like a Philly fan. I, I think that he has the potential too because he's mirroring off of Embiid. He's mirroring off of um, Harden, and he's contributing a lot. Yeah, and um, it frees him up to do what he what he does best. Um, so I, I, I hear you. I, I agree with you on that. And I've never seen anyone in my life that can move like him. The speed and the um, the shiftiness and, and driving into one gear to the next is is incredible. Instant energy, right? By the way, right? Who is this town's biggest Tyrese Maxey fan? Someone you know well. <laughs> oh, I know very well, Amy Fadul. Oh yeah, she's. Uh, come on, oh, she, I'm watching her on post game last a, night. She's a Kentucky oh, Wildcat, bubbling up. Oh yeah, she's a Kentucky Wildcat. Oh, yeah. And listen, give we gotta um, get we we gotta talk to her one day. A little sexy. yeah, we should we should yeah, get, get Amy. She's she's always fun. What, what Amy, a, if you're out there, we want to talk to you. Soon. What a what a delightful person. God, I love I love working with Amy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean she she well she went to UK. She went she went to Kentucky and every, yeah, every she hasn't mentioned that more than about a thousand times. Yeah, well she was on. Listen, she she when the Tyrese Maxey when the bandwagon appeared, she was behind the wheel. Okay, <laughs> and no, no big surprise. But you know what? The thing is, he's living up to everybody. Oh yeah, oh, he's great. He's great. Patrick and Tabernacle, you're on with Ray and Glenn. Guys, good morning. Hey. Uh, yeah, I was laughing. <clears throat> Glenn, I, I appreciate. I, I'll talk about the Flyers here, but I I actually called up earlier and I asked to talk to uh, Roy Dinger about the Flyers. You know, and um, but <laughs> Glenn, it it's you you were very poetic. Um, yeah. I wish I had rage, and I wish I had fury that I could unleash upon the flyers. Well, see, but that's, that's my, see, and that's my problem is what they've done is their horribleness and their misguidedness and the lack of critical media coverage has just made everybody apathetic, yeah. and that's that's what yeah. I can't abide by. And and I got a phone call. I want to apologize to the person who called um, out of the blue. I'm working. I get a phone call. I answer it, and it's someone with the flyers trying to sell tickets. And I and I laughed. Like I I laughed. Like it's so funny, so bad because you know, like here's someone just trying to do some some. Yeah. You know, imagine I, and, imagine and, having and, that and as I your job right now, right? Yeah. I I know, I know, and it really hit me. And and you know what really hit me too is, and I've said this before. I believe the Flyers died with uh, Mr. Snyder because it appears that what I always could count on with the Flyers, I can no longer count on. And that's like, you know, win or lose, you're going to go there. You're going to see competitiveness. You're going to see, you know, I hate to use that term, and Glenn, you know, you, you saw grit. And, and gritty has become the face of the franchise. Yeah, which... I went and bought it, it took me two years to get my granddaughter to like the darn gritty dot. Now she loves it. You know what I mean? Like that. Well, let's let's move off it. of that before I, I become it. Roy Didinger Mac now and Ray. The, the, I, I'd like you to respond to, to what. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Respond to what he said about the this when Snyder left. So did the soul of the team is kind of what he said. Oh, I think that's true. I, I think that's true. I mean, it. You know, Ed. Um, he didn't do everything right. You know, and and in some ways, when he was the owner, some ways he. He overreacted. If there's such a thing as overcaring, I mean, sometimes I think he did that. Um, he was always, you know, he was always chasing every year's cup at the end, trying to make that trade. 
trading young players, trading draft picks for, you know, players who are at the end of their career, you know, Dale Howard Chucks and people like that, trying to squeeze one more run out of, out of the nucleus. And, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes his impatience, I think, was counterproductive. But the one thing you could never question with, with Ed Snyder was his caring, was, his, was the fact that, I mean, he had a million business interests and he was successful in pretty much all of them. But his baby, I mean, his, his, his heart was the Flyers. That was, that was, for him, that was where the whole Snyder empire began. And, um, and he was a guy that he, you know, he was the gatekeeper 24-7. And you don't have that now. I mean, you have a whole lot of people up running that team that have no real connection to the team. They have no sense of the team's history uh, and have tried to, in their way, try to build a new identity for the team. And the one that they've built is unwatchable. And it's an absolute affront to, to the old Flyers. Old Flyers fans, they can't watch this team. The people that really supported this team, the people that were the hockey fans, they can't, they, they've turned their back on this team because they can't go out every night and watch a team put on those jerseys and perform the way this team performs. So you've lost those people, and I don't know if you're ever going to get them back. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, they're not getting new ones either. No. 215-592-9494. I see some of our friends in there. We will get you guys coming up. Uh, and we're going to talk to Kate Scott at 1125. Um, but coming up next, this week in Philadelphia Sports History, it's a good one. Ray does turn into Roy. <laughs> I promise. A 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.